welcome back to Eyes Wide Open Podcast, guys. We are so excited to have you again for our second episode. We are your hosts, Ashley and Liz, and in today's episode, we are covering the gospel. Yeah, so we wanted to start our episodes, proper episodes off with the gospel, because the gospel is literally the foundation of what we stand on. Exactly. What the rest of the, what the Bible, what the Bible is hinged on Mm -hmm. is the gospel. Mm -hmm. Your salvation is hinged on the gospel. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we want to start the podcast off by doing a series on the gospel. So this episode is going to be part one. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, um, just like a, a, a brief overview of the gospel. And then in the next episodes, we're going to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Because the gospel, it just is so rich. It's, it's so, so rich. full. Yeah. And to really get into it, it's going to take more than just like a 30-minute podcast episode. Yeah. So what is the gospel? Well, we found a really awesome blurb of what the gospel is in Alyssa's Bible. Yeah. It's the Systematic Theology Bible by Crossway. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you get it. It's actually amazing. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so at the back of that, yeah, like you said, it's got the blurb. It's got a few pages of what the gospel is. And we just want to read to you a little bit of that. And then we're going to unpack that a bit in today's episode. So, the gospel is the gloriously great news of what our triune God has graciously done in the incarnation, life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to satisfy his own wrath against us and to secure the forgiveness of sins and perfect righteousness for all who trust in him by faith alone. Mm -hmm. Christ fulfilled on our behalf the perfectly obedient life under God's law that we should have lived and never could. Mm -hmm. He died the death we deserve to suffer but now never will. And by his rising from the dead, he secures for believers the promise of a resurrected and glorified life in a new heaven and new earth, in fellowship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever. Oh, so good. How rich is that? That is beautiful. And that, guys, that's the gospel. Yeah. Now we want to go into it a little bit. There's some key words that we want to open up. Yep. Um, Have a chat. Yeah. And that's what today's episode is going to be on. Yep. So the first word we kind of want to look into is the incarnation. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of professing professing Christians get this wrong. They see Jesus when he was on earth as just a man. Mm -hmm. Or like half man, half God. Yeah. When in actual fact, as scripture shows us, he is 100% man, 100% God. So he's 200%. Yeah. And he can be because he's a little God. So you be 200%. Exactly. We'll see in Colossians 2 verse 9. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. The whole fullness of deity. That is 100% God. So you cannot then say, oh, I love Jesus. He's just, you know, this amazing man. No, no. Jesus was God. Is God. Is God. Forevermore. Forever was. Eternally God. Is, was, will will forever be. He's fully God and fully man, and neither of those two natures interferes with the other nature. He never ceases to be God as he is man, and he never ceases to be man as he is God. His two natures, he is two natures in one essence. So when he was on earth doing all those miracles, he was doing it not just as a man in right standing with God. He was doing it as man and as God. All these teachings... And teachers who say that Jesus was just a man, hello, Bill Johnson, 
they have their gospel wrong. They have their theology wrong. And if you get Jesus wrong, you're speaking another gospel. Mm -hmm. And what does Paul say about teaching another gospel? In Galatians 1 verse 6 to 9, he says to the Galatians, If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. This is Paul talking to the Galatians. Let him be accursed. We cannot keep looking at these teachers getting Christ wrong and giving them the benefit of the doubt or saying, oh, they get a lot of other things right. It's just the, it's just this. No, no. this is, this is, this is the foundational. This is your be all and end all. Exactly. You get Christ wrong, you're done. Yeah. Go back to your study, please. Yeah. Because you are going to get the rest wrong. Exactly. And to defend them. Is to defend another gospel. Yep. It's to spit in the face of God and yep. say, your way wasn't actually good enough. Yep. What you have ordained mm-hmm. is not good enough. Mm-hmm. I like it this way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And if if you're like, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I thought the gospel was. We're glad you're here. This is, this is what the gospel is. Okay. So now that we've gotten that off our chest, because mm-hmm. that was really important. <laughs> it was very important for Christ to come as a man, as a human. Because the whole reason we're in this mess is because of the first man, Adam. He is the he is the one who brought death and sin into the world by disobeying God's orders right in the beginning. Read Genesis from chapter 3. Romans 5 is a very good book and chapter to understand this. It talks about why Jesus had to come down as a man. Let's read verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, Adam, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Then verse 15, For if many die through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man Jesus Christ abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin, For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through the one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Well, if that's not the gospel again, I don't know what is. So Christ came as a man to become an acceptable sacrifice, the Lamb of God, to fully satisfy God's wrath against all sin and unrighteousness. Romans 5 verse 19 says, For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, Jesus, the many will be, will be made righteous. Right, so Romans 3 verse 10 to 18 says, As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Mm. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongue to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Mm. This is a really good summary mm. of man, yep. humanity. This is us in a nutshell. Yep. None is righteous, no, not one. Yep. 
Right. So you may, you, you, I mean, you can look at this and be like, yo, I didn't kill nobody. Mm. I wasn't swift to shit blood, blah, 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 blah. You will find yourself in this passage yep. in one way or another. Yep. And it takes one act of sin. Yep. One. And you know that we've done way more than that. Mm-hmm. So, so those saying, um, I'm a good we learn person. To sin. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're born, you're born a sinner. Read your scriptures. You're born a sinner. Every single person in this world born into sin. Mm-hmm. David himself says in Psalm 51 verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. He's not talking about his mother did a naughty thing when she conceived him, like, ooh, outside of marriage type dress. She, he's saying... He's saying that from the very moment of his conception, the seed of sin was in him. Mm-hmm. Passed down from Adam, mm-hmm. you have the seed of sin in mm-hmm. you. So your immediate inclination is to sin. You don't teach a child to sin. You teach them to be good. Exactly. No one has ever needed to teach their child to be naughty. Mm. If you have children, you know this, especially toddlers. Mm-hmm. You don't need to teach them to do naughty things. They do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And you go, excuse me, how did you learn that? Mm-hmm. How did they learn it? The seed of sin is already in them. It is your job then to teach them to be obedient. Exactly. This is all the bad news that makes the good news of the gospel good news. All of this that we're saying makes the gospel rich and beautiful in our minds. What do we need to be saved from? Our own selves. Exactly. We need to be saved from who we are. You can't save yourself because in and of yourself you are a slave to sin. Exactly. Now what are we saved from? We are saved from God's wrath. Mm -hmm. God has wrath to sin, to sinners, to unrighteousness. Exactly. It's not... I don't know if you've heard this. People have said... Oh, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. No, God hates the sinner and he hates the sin. He is not sending your sin to hell. He is sending you to hell. We'll say that again. I'll say it again. He is not sending your sin to hell. He's sending you to hell. Yeah. You to eternal punishment under his wrath. Exactly. Because it was you, Mm -hmm. you who sinned against him. Not your sin. Mm -mm. You sinned against a holy and righteous God. You are then deserving of his wrath and punishment. Exactly. Enter in the gospel. Enter in his mercy and his grace. Found in the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, on our behalf. Enter then in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit applies this redemption to believers. God the Father orchestrated redemption. Jesus Christ carried it out, died for our sins and our trespasses, was raised back to life on the third day. Mm -hmm. If there was no resurrection, we have no gospel. Mm -hmm. He was raised back to life because of his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And his righteousness is then given to us. Through who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then applies Mm -hmm. that redemption to all believers. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for... References of God's wrath because you're, you're trying to figure out, oh my gosh, God has wrath. I didn't know that. There's verses all throughout the Bible talking about God's wrath. For example, Romans 1 verse 18, Romans 2 verse 5, John 3 verse 36, Psalm 7 verse 11, Ephesians 5 verse 6, and on and on and on. Go and have a look. We do it. We encourage you to go and read the Bible. We, we, we encourage you to go and read these scriptures yep. and the other ones that we've referenced throughout this yes. so that you get a clear understanding for yourself. Yeah, We can't shy away from the verses in the Bible that show God's wrath or talk about God's wrath. That means that you're, you're kind of ignoring bits of who God is. 
Mm-hmm. You cannot ignore the bits that make you uncomfortable. God is God. And everything revealed about him in the scriptures is revealed on purpose. You can't take things out because it makes you uncomfortable or you think it's going to make people not want to be a part of God and his family. And um, I don't like to read the the Old Testament because God is so wrathful and he's so angry. And I like Jesus and I only like the New Testament. No. You have to understand the Old Testament because the Old Testament, I'm sorry, is a reflection of your unrighteousness. Yep. It's a reflection of all of our unrighteousness. Yep. When we look at Israel, we look we look at how, how they went back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're going to obey God. Oh, we're going to disobey Him. And mm-hmm. around the cycle went and went and went. Mm-hmm. We are that unrighteousness. We yep. still are today. That is why the good news of salvation is such good news. Yep. Because God had a plan, and his plan is interwoven all the way through the Old Testament. Um, The New Testament is hidden in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is then revealed in the New Testament. You you cannot have one without the other. You cannot be a Christian and say, the Old Testament was for back then, I'm all about the New Testament. You, You need to understand the plan of salvation and redemption has been in place since before this earth was even created. From eternity past, God put it into place. So in order to understand the Bible, you need to read it knowing what the Old Testament is used for. It's not just a collection of stories and a collection of the history of Israel. Exactly. It is a foreshadowing of Christ and his work. So when you are reading the Old Testament... You are looking for the foreshadowing of Christ. He is all the way through. It's not about you. It's not about what God can do through you. None of that. Mm. It's about Christ. Mm -hmm. It's about God. Mm. It's revealing God's character. It's foreshadowing Christ in God's redemptive plan. Mm. Then you get to the New Testament and it is a, a revealing. It is a revealing of that redemptive plan that was set forth in eternity past and then all through the Old Testament. Now we have the New Testament. And then when you have the epistles, the Acts and Epistles, that is a fleshing out. The epistles being all the letters to the churches. Yes. And that's a fleshing out of what Christ did. That's then explaining it all to us. Exactly. All right, so that was a lot of details. We'll say it again. This is the first out of a series yeah. on the gospel. So this is just part one. Today may have felt, I don't know, a little bit like... Oh, there's a lot you've given lot. me. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Don't worry. The next few episodes, we're going to break it down. We just want to give you a little taste, taste. A little taste, taster <laughs> of what's to come. Yeah.